tell you it's always fun for me because as I put my headphones on my head it's always fun for me because I was just talking off mic (laughs) to my next guest who you know she and I have had a connection that was completely separate from um, certain elements of people that I didn't realize that we knew that intersected and we (laughs) Shared a bond in a moment that mm-hmm. I feel like sealed our personal relationship, like mm-hmm. beforehand, when she was in a little show called um, Once Upon a Mattress a couple of years ago. And I met this woman. And, you know, she's young, adorable, singing, sopranoing, and all that <laughs> jazz. Delightful, fun. And we clicked on such a fun level because she indulged my reality of stupidness because <laughs> because I tend to just be a little too fresh and too forward. But when Jessica Fontana is in your presence, you cannot help but give up to what I like to call ingenue realness. <laughs> that is how we bonded. And... Uh, Jessica is a performer, singer, dancer, triple threat in her own right. In spite of who you might know who she might be married to, she's got her own <laughs> thing. Okay, people? Mm-hmm. Do not get it twisted. <laughs> Honey, Jessica Fontana is doing it and dipping and doing it. And uh, again, is that public knowledge about... Am oh, I? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because... <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to what Keith thought earlier, I've not just gained a ton of weight. I'm six months pregnant. (laughs) But now he knows. So now I know. So I can stop making that weird look like, I can't say anything. Don't say anything. Just look normal. Roll your, bring down your eyebrows. Bring them down. Just look normal. Jessica Fontana is here. And, you know, Jessica Fontana has a wonderful, wonderful legacy of stuff for herself on the stage. And she is going to do one of those things that I love when artists who are working on the stage take the time and energy to do. And she is about to give it to you. Wait, I don't have the, I don't have the title. But she is going to be at the Cutting Room here in New York on June 13th and 17th. Yes. Boom. Yes. Hello. Yes, at 7 p.m. It's called, the title is Jessica Fontana, What You See is What You Get. Boom. Okay. <laughs> you going to get her six months pregnant singing a song. <laughs> Let's start it off there. Boom. Hi, darling. <laughs> Hello. How are you? So, Jessica, 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 first of all, thank you for coming to My this. pleasure. Thank you for having um, me. You know, we go we go back now. Mm-hmm, Jessica mm-hmm. and I have our own personal history. Mm-hmm. And then we also have a very wonderful connection to some just one of our dearest friends and she's one of my first friends that I ever met when I came to New York. Yeah. And turns out she was one of your first friends that you yes. made in New York as well, Jen yes. Perry. Yes. And um she's you know, you are you're doing your own thing. So what does this feel like right now? Because you are you would, I don't want to be the, the Angelie woman, honey, but you know, Miss <laughs> Thing is giving you, first of all, her own personal gorgeousness. Then she is right now, you know, maintaining the supportive aspect of being 
uh, a wife to mm-hmm. a wonderful, adorable man. Uh, yeah, Santino Fontana. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> Tony Award nominated Tasha Hare, Santino <laughs> Fontana, who's currently in Tootsie right now. And at the same time, you are you're doing. Which I like to think of as, as, and I don't want to sound provincial, but it's sort Mm -hmm. of like you're getting to be like the woman, the wife, the Mm -hmm. mother right Mm -hmm. now. But at the same time, you're still going to be your artist self. Yeah, I think actually it was, I've wanted to do, well, I've wanted to do a concert for a while. And then this, this show is... It's a concert and then some. There are some some twists and turns, I will say. Mm. So um, there was a lot that went into creating it. But I will say that the pregnancy actually motivated me to get it done sooner. Okay. I think, like, had I not been pregnant, I could have felt like, well, you know, it's a busy time. And maybe we'll wait till after the summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll do it in the fall. And Santino's busy right now. And then, you know, with the pregnancy, you're like, well, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> You better do it now, Come mid-September. Because the summer's coming and you're going to be hot and pregnant. Yeah, there was literally, the the timing of this was like, okay, I finished writing it in like right around Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, what's the soonest I can do this? Well, I don't want to do it in the middle, you know, when he's opening the show. I don't want to do it during if he's, you know, if there are any kind of nominations. I don't want to do it during, quote unquote, award season. Right. And then it's like, but I also don't want to be like, I mean, I'll be visibly pregnant doing the show, (laughs) but I don't want to be like comically pregnant. (laughs) You know, I mean, help her on the stage. Help yeah. her on the stage. <laughs> and we might be at that place. I don't know. But um, wow, that's <laughs> but, right. But um, yeah. So it was actually really cool because I think for for all women, there is that question of how do you balance, you know, having a career and having a child if that's something you're interested in. And I don't have any of the answers because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but you know, I will it's say, happening. yeah, it's, it's happening. happening. But I will say, and actually, I remember watching. I was watching the Grammys, and Cardi B was accepting her award, and she thanked her baby, and she was like. I'm thanking my baby. She's like, not because it's my baby, but because like it really put pressure on me to like finish this album, get these pictures taken, do all this stuff. And I was, I think I was already pregnant when I was watching that. And I was like, that's so cool. That's exactly how I feel. And it was kind of a fun, like, I think sometimes people can associate, and I'm sure it will get harder once you actually, once I have a child, but mm-hmm. it's like, it can make it harder to do the things you want. But in this case, it motivated me to do the things I want to do in a way that was really exciting. So I feel grateful actually, Nice, you know, and it's kind of fun. Like um, I did Cinderella with Victoria Clark and she's been a real mentor and, and really actually helped me with conceiving this whole show. Mm-hmm. And she, when we've talked about having kids in the past, she was like, it's literally the most creative thing you can do. So it's been kind of fun to be, you know, creating a person and creating a show at the same time. Right. And it feels kind of like this cool synchronicity there. Well, because, I mean, everyone who does the creating of a show or, like, you know, the one-man show, the cabaret show, whatever, mm-hmm. everyone thinks of it as a baby anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So you're basically, you're, you know, only, all you need now is just like a little chow or something <laughs> under your arm while you're doing the show, being pregnant. And then you're like all in it. You yes. Know, pet parent, mom parent, the right. whole thing. Yeah. There have been times I've been talking about it with Santino and I have to clarify like, oh, sorry, I meant like the actual birth, not this, like the creative birth, like the birth of our child or <laughs> like, oh, the show, you know. Yeah. You know, how, but how fun is this right now for you, though? Because like I said, when I met you, you were doing um, the, the, to say, the Princess Bride, which would be good for you. Hey, I'm and the I more think that David I you, writing that actually. So, David, you have my husband's number. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right here. He, he could give me my, my info. <laughs> he could just pass the phone. Yeah. Just, just put, put him on speaker. Just it's put him on speaker. I'm fine. <laughs> but I mean, you know, so you, like, so you still have, there's those 
these roles that are slowly starting to kind of get developed. It's like, you know, I was teasing Laura Austinus the other day about Devil Wears Prada, mm -hmm. and it's not until I've spent time with you, I've said, well, um, you know, Jessica would be very cute for that Devil Wears Prada role, too. <laughs> I would hate to see them have to scratch it out, but <laughs> that's how it go, yo. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is a, it is a, um, an interesting time, I mean, with the ingenue realness. Like, <laughs> it's a, it's a, you know. TikTok system. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But even, I mean, that withstanding, it's just the mm -hmm. way things are being written and the way roles are being thought about. Like, yeah. I think in the past, I would be such an obvious, it's like, oh yeah, you're like in college, it was like, oh yeah, you're perfect for this or that mm -hmm. or this. And um, I think right now people are maybe interested in seeing something that's not what they normally would see. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it can make it a little uh, hard out there for your for your ingenues. But um, <laughs> but that's why it's been fun to like create this and I've done this, um, this podcast. So it's all yeah. about like... All right, find your own way and, and well, create your well, own stuff. Well, that's kind and... of what has to happen, I think. Because, yeah. again, the thing about being in New York is that you meet people that are just like you. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes to the point where it's like, were we separated at birth? I mean, <laughs> like, things are that close. Yeah. And so it makes it harder, I think, when it comes to the, the this the, this business because mm -hmm. people only see you as a certain type. Mm -hmm. And so when, we, when you're found to be a part of a type, mm -hmm. then you're in that pit with... <laughs> Yeah. So to speak, with these vipers. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you, you have to like re-educate people too, right. because sometimes, you know, when I first moved to the city, I wasn't really as aware of like the comedic stuff, and because like with Once Upon a Mattress and um that show Idaho, I did right. with Jen Perry. Those actually are close. I love playing. I love getting to do the ingenue stuff when there's another kind of kind of another element to it with mm -hmm. it. Whether there's like a screw loose or right. they're like a little extra, or <laughs> you know, like that to me is I love getting to do both. Like right. I mean, I love the Cinderella stuff. Like that's all mm -hmm. well and great and beautiful. But it is also fun to play those people that it's like, um, is there something a little <laughs> little off there? Little off there. <laughs> like, I love that though because. Yeah. That that means that you you realize that this is about talent and not just being pretty. You know what I'm saying? Oh God! I mean, it would be that would be a horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough, but yeah, no. To keep up with all of that, I can't. I just can't. I no, can't. it's also just kind of boring. Like, I no. mean, pretty's pretty, but it's like you know, yeah. it all it wears off. I'm like, okay, it does. you get used to it. What's that? The girl isn't pretty like a Miss New York. What is it? The girl isn't pretty like a Miss Atlantic City. Oh, yeah. All she gets from life is pity and a pat. That's how it goes. That's why you got to be funny. Right, right. Wow. So for you, though, this is wonderful. So now tell me. Tell me about this particular show, and then oh, I want to talk to you about your podcast too, yeah, and yeah, your yeah. writings because, yeah. as you said, you know you have to do more, mm -hmm. do things, and mm -hmm. so I want to get to those those I want to get to those particular things yeah, as well yeah, because yeah. those are very interesting. Like especially this bachelor. Oh my thing. god! Yeah. Every rose. Yeah, every every <laughs> rose has its recap. Yeah, I've the last the last season and now this one I've been so disillusioned that I've put a little bit of a pause on it. It's like there's that threshold of like it's so bad it's good and mm -hmm. then it can tip into like oh no this there is... are not enough hours in the day for me to write about this anymore wow were but you, were you getting, were they were people interested or was just you having fun expressing yourself you know that's a really important question <laughs> <laughs> 
which I'll find out with seeing how many tickets I sell to my one person show at the cutting room it, yeah. <laughs> June 13th and 17th at 7 o'clock yes that's right that's right yeah is anyone interested mm-hmm. or is it just me because um, what you see is what you get is, okay Let yes. me, I'll, I'll be your, yes. your, your push man you for be that my hype man? Yeah. I totally will do that for you are you kidding <laughs> You, That's like I was watching DJ Khaled on SNL, and I was like, "What? He's, what does he do? He's an artist. Is he not he just, just a hype man? That's all he does." <laughs> and then he brings out other people, and you're like, "Okay, so it's not really. De- I mean, okay. I mean, you know, I'll, but I will. I will any. I will hype any of y'all. You know, I love me some oh y'all. So yeah, and I'm ridiculous, and I'll I'll do. I'll go full on out, honey. They will be like, "Oh my god, why did she bring him? I'm gonna call you on the 14th and be like, "Listen, Keith, the show is okay, but I think what we're missing is you Cal- just yelling bell. every 25 seconds." Just give my dad what you see is what you get. <laughs> Don't be looking around, honey, because this is what you is getting. See, I will do that for you. I would totally do that for you. You might be getting a call. (laughs) So this show, though, what what, what will I be getting when I see you? Okay, well, all right. So you're going to be getting, you'll be getting some background into, you know, how I became the way I am, where Mm -hmm. I'm from, my family, growing up in Philadelphia, and um, you might get some other things that you don't think you're gonna get mm. there there might be twists and there might be turns mm. so unfortunately the writer said i can't really say much more than that so i have to listen to her wow. um but i'm interested in i'll say this here's a tease the which could segue into my podcast so mm-hmm. the podcast i do is called support for this podcast mm-hmm. which is kind of a satire of Fresh Air with Terry Gross. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of taking the podcast medium and kind of just having fun with it. Right. And I will say that there might be a certain thread of using the cabaret kind of one-person show medium and maybe potentially playing with what your expectations of that mm-hmm, are mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what you will what you will get. Mm. So you've but it's going to it's very funny. I, if better, I may say I, so, I don't expect it to not be with you. So I'm okay. I was yeah. yeah. It's 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 funny. There's a there's a lot of talking, not just singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you will be surprised. Now, from now that you are anticipating, <laughs> very fifties. I love that. Um, now that you're in that place, did that change the direction of the show when you started from from the moment you started to where you ended up to yeah, when what I, we're going to see on those nights? Yeah. When I first, the very beginning of this was like, I mean, I think the be, I think for so many actors who do one person shows, I think often the, the beginning of that can be when you don't get a job that you were wanting. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, all right, um, I feel like I'm in, a, in an abusive relationship and I got to get out of this. <laughs> got to get out of this. Got to find something else so I don't feel this horrible. Or I'll do something to make him come back to me. <laughs> yeah, all, it all works. Um, so it started with like, okay, I'm at the bottom of, you know, this is bad. And I met with Vicky. I like, I met with Vicky just to be like, help me. This is tough and I don't know what to do and what I'm doing and you know, uh, and then I kind of thought, well, if I, I had a friend, my friend Michael Lowney did a, a show at 54 Below a couple years ago. That was great. And his was a more traditional, you know, concert. And he would talk about his life. And But his life is inherently, to me, a bit more interesting. <laughs> like, he's from Montana. He's from Missoula, Montana. And he's this gay boy growing up in Missoula. And he got to New York. And it's, like, mm-hmm. really cool. And he grew up with um, Matt Murphy, the photographer. 
Yeah. And there were these two little gay boys in Montana, and like they would do their little theater productions, and it was just like such a cool, compelling, interesting story. And it, and then he had all these really beautiful arrangements, and it was such a great evening. And I thought I would love to do something like that, but I'm you know like another girl, like kind of. I mean, I don't want to call myself a basic white girl, but <laughs> if you don't know me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You could think, oh, cool, like she's from she's, Philadelphia. That's like, nice. wow, what a journey for her. Like, yeah. took Amtrak, and here she is, you know? You know like, or she's, a, you know, she, she's a budget girl on New Jersey Transit and SEPTA. I'm just, you know. That is, that is yeah, a lot of the time how I got to New York from Philadelphia. I would take SEPTA, New, New Jersey Transit and You know what? It all ends up at the 30th Street Station in Philly. Yep. So, what, what matter how you get there? Yeah, right. So, so that was, so I kind of came from that place of like, well, maybe there's not that much that I want to say in that way so then I kind of got interested in what are other things I want to say what are what's another what's another conceit I can use to tell a story and um you know maybe it's maybe some maybe it's all true maybe it isn't who knows okay okay um but that was kind of I saw this show um uh, Ethan Lipton's show called uh, The Outer Space at Joe's Pub mm-hmm. and he his whole conceit was that he and his wife were moving to Mars because they were getting priced out of New York <laughs> and it was like such a clever way of you know it's about that but it really wasn't it could right. you know it's about just leaving New York and what that means mm-hmm. but you feel like you might as well be moving to Mars if you're actually if leaving, you're leaving the New city York, exactly. yeah so I was interested in that so then that's kind of where it started and Vicky was so cool with me like about song choice she was like why don't you like tear out magazine pages and with images that you like, like ads, whatever they are. You don't have to know why you like them, what it is about them. Just if they speak to you, tear them out. Mm-hmm. She was like, and then bring them all to my apartment and we'll go through them. So I was like, okay, I don't know, Vicky, mm-hmm. okay. But um, I did that. I spent the holiday, It was this was a year, uh, yeah, a year, two years ago, whatever it was. And I came back with this huge pile and I was like, Vicky, I don't know what this is, but okay. And then, you know, she's magic and she's right. just like very clearly they all kind of started to have different categories it's like all these images are related how what would you say how are these related and they all have different categories and then I picked the songs based on those categories so it was like a subconscious way of picking songs okay and then what was cool is as this conceit for the show started it all kind of weirdly lined up where it was like and I'm not super like new agey whatever Mm -hmm. but I was like oh crap I think that's real I think there is your subconscious is your guide yeah there's something else going on because they all fit once I decided on what that was the songs were like oh that that works too like that would be good oh great I already have that one like that's great so it's been a fun but then once you get all of those songs together then you gotta edit (laughs) well yes there was a lot of of editing and then and then um i started working with this with who's my director now this the amazing gina rattan who Mm -hmm. i went to michigan with actually she directed me in a student production of singing in the rain i was kathy selden back to my ingenue realness (laughs) with andrew keenan bolger broadway's andrew keenan bolger as cosmo oh it was really cute um, but so we did that together and then and then Gina directed um this ninety second street well, she was the associate on Cinderella too. And then she was the director of this ninety second street Y lyrics and lyricist show that Santino right. and I did together with her. So we've just known each other forever, but so now she's been directing the show and she's amazing. I can't say enough great things about her. Wow. Um so yeah, it's been. So what is it like though when you have to turn basically your life over to these people? Because that's, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do the cabaret genre, yeah. 
if you give it really what it deserves, yeah. you're going to have to kind of uncover a lot of stuff that you may not necessarily be comfortable with yeah. in general. And then, could you help me dramatically structure this in a way? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just help me put my life together on page. Yeah. Right there. You know, That's it's weird, isn't it? It is weird. I mean, what's cool is like, you know, I'm a big fan of therapy. I'm a big fan of like getting in there and talking about yourself. But it is funny to take that. And then with Gina, yeah, there have been times where we've been talking about the show and she'll say things like, in terms of what the character's going through, like mm-hmm. the character of Jessica, and she'll say things in this way, and you're like, oh, my God, that's my life. Mm-hmm. Like, she just, like, cut my essence down to, like, three sentences. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to come up with something else to say around oh, all no. that now. Um, no, it's been cool. I mean, it's been it's been fun. It's been interesting. And, um, and it, you know, there is, it's like, yes, it's you, but it also becomes, it's about a story. It's about a narrative. And so, mm-hmm. you you know, there are times, too, where you can step away and be like, right, these are the parts of my story I'm highlighting, you know, right. for a specific purpose. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Because it's, it's interesting to me, because I always think that, like, when people do cabaret things, you get to kind of let go a little bit more because it's, it's your own tale that you're telling mm-hmm. somehow but when you kind of construct it as a, someone else other than Jessica mm-hmm. then do you feel like you're going to be able to really make that connection because I feel like when especially with Cabaret because we're going to be sitting there just staring right at you mm-hmm. little, although the cutting room has a little bit more breathing room so like you might be able yeah. to you might be able to fake a little depth from where <laughs> I'm sitting somewhere depending on how close but like yeah. you know it's it's always I think the best mm-hmm. moments with cabaret when I really feel like I've walked away getting something more from you. Mm-hmm. Like, so for this particular show, um, what have you learned about yourself in terms of that you didn't know before you started mm-hmm. doing this? Yeah. Um, it's been really interesting to set up having like being the writer and the actor in the piece. I've, this is my first time writing something like this, and it's been actually really interesting because in certain ways, I feel more confident as a writer. Sometimes, like, we'll be working on it, and I'll think, like, like we'll be talking about, like, Gene will say, like, well, this is structured well because X, Y, Z. And I think, like, yeah, that that is really good writing, and, like, I just hope I don't mess it up like I feel like like I was saying to Santino I was like I feel like the only weak link is like me and he's like what are you talking about you're the entire show you wrote it and you're in it what do you mean you're the weak link I was like well I'm just telling you I just I don't feel confident about any of this just like the actor I mean the writing's great but what is this actress doing like like, can we hire someone else like can we look into that to tell my story because I really I'm not feeling me yeah or like Gina and I'll joke around a bit about being like yeah we should get someone else to do it so that we can just like like talk for hours and like have them go rehearse in another room. <laughs> exactly. Like, Let um, them do the hard work. Yeah. I think as yeah, I've been surprised at how much I've enjoyed the writing and um yeah, and I and I'm enjoying the performing of it, right, but yeah. it's it's interesting because I never I'm always the person reading the script with words I haven't Yeah, written. they're not yours. Yeah. That's the thing. It's sort of like when you have the freedom to say what you want to say, it's mm-hmm. it is it's kinda of like, oh well that means yeah. I can say anything. Because yeah. like for me with comedy, it's that that I was saying the other the other day, it's like, you know, people see me in one particular mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty much me. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. You know, a little flourish here, a little pop there. Yeah. But like when it comes to like being funny, mm-hmm. intentionally trying to be funny, it always amazes me because I'm just like, 
exactly what are y'all looking at? Just you know, like, <laughs> like you see this big old giant black queen up here, and you know now I'm, I'm getting into this vest bow tie combo thing now. So like, y'all looking at me, and I'm just like, I'm just saying what I was mad at the other day, and y'all, right. I'm glad y'all find it funny because yeah. I was a little sad about it. But you know, right, right. but it's interesting because you have complete control of that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's so different. You know, when you're doing Rodgers yeah. and Hammerstein, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, they expect you to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, it's both, it. yeah, it's both, like, really liberating and also alternatively terrifying. Because, <laughs> you know, if you're in a if you're in a show, how many shows have you seen with people that you're like, listen, the performances are great, they're doing the best they can, but mm-hmm. they didn't write it. Well, it's yeah. not their fault. Yeah. I remember seeing on the, on the Town Revival mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and it's like, they weren't allowed to cut any of the music. I think the Bernstein Estate was oh, like, yeah. you will leave it all. And you realize, like, right, those songs, I mean, yes, those melodies are super humble, but also they all had like three reprises. Like there's no way you were going to not know those songs because they sang them a thousand times. So Baby, you were like, I got it. I got it. You know, but that, you know, but that's, but you got that's it. how you do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't know why I brought that up, but it was just so <laughs> weird because it was like, you know, because you have to make those kinds of choices for your songs. I mm-hmm. mean, if you're going to be doing a certain, like you're doing to do a show show like this. Yeah. So for you, what kind of selections have you made in terms of the choices? Because, you know, your voice is definitely going to be in a ballad. So, like, you know, I, I don't even have to ask. But I'm yeah. ready. You know, I want I want good patter. Oh, yeah. I must have good patter. Yes. I well, must have good patter. Yeah. You know what's interesting is. <laughs> this is what I want from your show, okay, Jessica. Okay, noted. Um, Gina, just a couple notes from Keith. He really, he said patter 12 patter times. Patter needs so I feel to pop. Pretty strongly that we need to, yeah. Because that's going to be, you know, the thing about the patter is that's going to be our time really with you. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure, <laughs> I want to make sure <laughs> that every moment that I have with you when you're doing your show June 13th yeah. and 17th at the Cutting Room, yes. honey. Because what you see is what you get <laughs> with Jessica Fontana. I want to make sure that I'm getting everything I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's because I'm That's I'm right. that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I I just you're just fabulous, fabulous. Thank you. Um, so I mean, but like with these song choices though for you, how yeah, how hard you know was this? it well it came about in this kind of roundabout quote unquote subconscious way. Right. So it was not I was not thinking about it in terms of like okay what's showing off my voice the best or what's you know, and there have been concerns. I mean, some of the songs are really, some of them are musical theater songs. A lot of them are pop songs. Mm-hmm. Some of them, like, they're, yeah, so it's a range. Like, I'll be singing more. There's definitely soprano stuff, but mm-hmm. there's other kind of more poppy stuff that, like, I mean, when Gina, when we were first working on it, she was like, I've never heard you sing like that. I was like, well, Good. I contain multitudes. And, Good. Um, so it's mostly, I mean, it's coming from the story. Um, a lot of the time and uh, yeah it's a range and I think as the story progresses it starts mm-hmm. one way it might it goes somewhere else and then it kind of vocally I think just because the story changes it it changes registers as well but it's definitely going to be a range of styles Good. yeah I'm excited for you this. thank you I, only because I also know that you're probably putting a lot more pressure on yourself to do this because you want to do this right because, yeah. you know, we're in a town where everybody now is given a cute show. And, and they're giving cute shows. They yeah. are. But, you know, you need to stand out, too. Yeah. It's been, honestly, it's been the most fulfilling. I I don't, I mean, I've had a lot of great experiences, but this has been the most exciting. It's just really empowering. Like, yeah. 
to be in charge of all of that and to get to make decisions. And so often as actors, you know, I mean, it's such a collaborative art form. And so often we're the last people, you know, we're just kind of there to say like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll make that happen for you. I'll, I'll, yeah, sure. Your vision, your words, your music, I will make that happen for you. I will sell it the best I can. But in this position to be able to say, I am in, I am in total control of what happens in this evening. I mean, and Gina has been incredible at like steering me and, and making certain changes and, we collaborate really well together. And Joe Canozzi and my music director who wrote um, Murder, Murder for Two. Yes. Who's, I'm so I lucky to have him. I kind of can't believe him. he is doing this. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Him but and he, that Blumenkrantz, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guy. But he was, I was telling him about the show just because, oh, because he was on my podcast and so we've become friendly. And I was telling him about it just because I thought he would find it interesting. And he was like, well, do you want me to music direct it? And I was like, yeah. Are you? Because he's a writer too. So mm-hmm. it's like you get, so much bang for your buck so yeah, yeah it's been um it's been so much fun that's exciting though. yeah I, I just i mean it's a wonderful time and it's like and you're just doing everything you're you're creating you're literally like <laughs> oozing birth of sorts out of every <laughs> pore of your body literally yeah. and figuratively and it and it also makes me i'm able to be i mean i i think i'm all i think santino and i are always really supportive of each other mm-hmm. but it makes it I don't know. It's like when you're happy, when you're doing your own thing, it makes it that much easier to be excited and supportive and there for your partner because, you know, everybody's happy people are good to each other. You well, know? you know, and it's interesting because I was thinking about this when I was when I knew we were going to talk together. And I was in my head going through some of my favorite Broadway couples. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. As you do. when you have, <laughs> Especially when you have access to yeah. some. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you kind of have the moment. So... You are in between. Oh God! Until you get well, number you guys, thirty-seven. Number thirty-seven. Number thirty. <laughs> you are for me. You're like you and Santino are in the in-between stages of, um, like you're right behind, like an Andy and Orfe, Andy Carl Orfe. Uh-huh. I love Andy Carl and Orfe because they were. Um, so kind to me when I used to work in radio and then when I started the podcast they were the very first people that I called and they were like absolutely we were going to come and talk to you and do this so I've been big fans of them and then Danny Burstein and Rebecca Luker they're the best shut the front door so like in my mind I feel like I'm very I feel very happy because I have access to all of you guys in a a fun way and you there's a lot of of love and support between the two of you. Yeah. What's the secret for that for you with, with Santino? Because right now, you know, Santino, for those of you who didn't know, Santino <laughs> is nominated for a Tony Award. He's killing it eight shows a week in them, <laughs> those character shoes. Yeah. And I saw him with his toe-up finger the other day that he was super gluing oh online. God, like, what is going on over at the Marriott Marquis? I know. He has these, <laughs> he gets these mystery cuts and, like, the show happens so fast that he doesn't know when they happen. <laughs> And I'll like go in and talk to like Brian who does his his wigs and and Lauren who's his dresser and Brian does uh, hair and makeup and and I'm like guys guys what's come on what's <laughs> happening where is he how can you get can you stop like he, you need to, all I'm asking is that he doesn't come on bleeding like can we just do that and they're like we're trying he's like super glued like, I think it's the sequence I'm like well <laughs> what can we just and see for me you can't cut the sequence right. I'm like, can we smooth them? Can we find put another a protective way? layer over them? Just like a, a soft, like, latex glove before he puts whatever Something. it is in his mouth. yeah. Oh, my God. So, you know, and he's having a wonderful turn mm-hmm. in this moment. And so it's like right now, 
Andy and Orfe are both in Pretty Woman together. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. they get to be supportive. But one yeah. of the things I, I remember gleaning from them is that Orfe used to say to me, he's like, you know, everything is coming to the same pot at home. So there's no yeah. competition and there's no sense of rivalry. You're two separate yeah. people doing working in the same business, but she's so supportive of him and vice versa and I see a lot of that with the two of you yeah I mean I just feel like you know I can't speak to anybody else's relationship or mm-hmm. marriage or anything but like you know he's my best friend he's my partner he's we're teammates like anything good that happens to him is happening to us and I really feel that way and part of that also is because he's he's such a good partner and he always makes me f- feel like I'm a part of everything because he always you know he always wants me to be around like I'm at the dressing room I'm at his dressing room constantly I was there when you saw the show exactly I wasn't even expecting you to be there I was just like oh my god Jessica hi yeah it's funny because like at Cinderella when he started there I wasn't in the show yet and Mm -hmm. I was kind of and we weren't we weren't engaged we weren't married and I was kind of like I'd always be kind of cagey like hi I'm just here to see Santino I'm his girlfriend like sorry sorry just slide up like scooting backstage (laughs) and like when he started Tootsie I was like hi Eddie hey Ray (laughs) my name's Jessica Fontana I'm Santino's wife I will be here a lot Mm -hmm. Um, you'll be seeing me yeah just like get used to this look at this yeah I don't want no hassles when you see me at the stage door but it's like but also I mean it's when he was in tech and with all the press stuff he has it's like I would not see him if yeah. I didn't go like with him yeah and see him and um like, yeah I don't know I, I think the key is just like if you really love your partner why would you be anything but happy and supportive for them and like if you're having your own issues like that's not his problem I mean he's like the solution to my problems he's not my you know he makes he's been so supportive and and he's also never made me feel like you know, he could be doing something huge and I could go in for some tiny thing and some whatever production. He's like super excited if I if something moves forward with it or, you know, he'll help me with any audition or with this with my show. I mean, he's he was super helpful with like I mean, I made him read a million drafts and edits and thoughts. And, you know, he still wants to be he was like we we're talking about doing press stuff for it, for making like a trailer or doing something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, we could do like a movie trailer. And, you know, maybe I could do some like I could do like a rough kind of put together of it. I was like, when are you going to do that? <laughs> but <laughs> like before, after your like three interviews, before your show, before your two show day, before your Tony rehearsal, before your yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I could do it. I'm like, bless you. But no. so, no, he he's a great teammate and um yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I can't. Im- if that was a, if that was a feeling, that would, if there was any kind of competitive vibe, that would just be, I mean, the it, end. That would be, be horrific. It's, <laughs> it's interesting though because a lot of folks don't make it that way. So I'm, gl- yeah. I'm really thrilled, especially because you you were doing, you you're going you're going all out now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're going all out, girl. Yeah. So which is wonderful. Yeah. So now your podcast. Let's yes. talk about your podcast. Yes, let's support this podcast. Yeah. Let's support this podcast too, by the way. But right? I mean, but support that podcast yes. because it's perfect. Because you're going to be like the first in my hopeful series of I'm going to do this podcast neighbor thing because uh-huh. there's like ten of us that are on um, BroadwayWorld.com, okay. and so I'm going to invite all of the hosts from all of those shows to yeah. come onto my show and make it like a get to know your neighbor kind oh, of thing cool. because I feel like the world is already big and we are all in kind of the same weird mm-hmm. pool because we have the same connections. Some mm-hmm. of them have better connections. Some of us don't have connections <laughs> at all. But, but we're all kind of swimming in the same area. And it's yeah. like, it always dawns on me that there's still room for everyone. Mm-hmm. And all of us are so different and vast that it gives people who listen to you, who listen to me, yeah. who listen to whatever else that, you know, the behind the curtains or Alana's, yeah. like they, 
all get an opportunity to hear different people. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, you know, my conversation with you will be completely different than you on somebody else's podcast. Totally. It would be great if you're if someone's a fan of you, they're getting yeah. to hear you all over the place. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's it, in my mind, it feels like that would be the right approach to doing that. Yeah. So welcome, neighbor. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> so now tell me about your podcast. Tell me okay, everything. so support for this podcast. Actually, um, so, so I do the podcast with this guy Ryan Langer, mm-hmm. who's a composer who wrote the original. There's one original song in my in my uh, show, and it's called "What You See Is What You Get." And it was written by Ryan Langer. The title song for the show. Title song, original. Um, oh Ryan is a super talented composer. Like, and, and you know, in my mind, I'm already, I'm feeling like there's an Avita ending. There's. <laughs> yes, I was you, like, you got it right. Something on top of the piano, and then you jump off. This is what you get! <laughs> in my mind. In my mind. Listen, you're not wrong. Um, um, yeah, no, so Ryan, okay, so I started the podcast with Ryan kind of out of the same thing where we were both like, hey, we're both creative and we're maybe have a little free time on our hands. Like, what do we want to do? What would be some, let's just make something. And making a podcast is so amazing because, you know, you need a sound studio and a Mm -hmm. microphone and you're good. Pretty much. And, you know, smart editing and whatever, but (laughs) that too. Um, Those things you can learn. Yeah, right. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Well, what's great is, so Ryan is a composer, but he at that point was working, his like survival job was, he's an audiobook engineer. So we had access Perfect. to his studio, and he's a professional editor. So it was like, because I've had Genius. people ask me later and be like, how do you do that? And be like, find someone who's a professional <laughs> like, audiobook engineer and have them do your podcast with you. Duh. Duh. Because <laughs> like, um, if you can't have 10 years of radio experience and haven't had to do all that stuff, yeah. then yes, that's, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I wish that I could find somebody to do it for me. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it was. So, so we had this idea, and we were just kind of. Well, honestly, we first had the idea we were cracking up, just making ourselves laugh, thinking about doing, it was a web series about a web series, about a podcast, about a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, that's our dumb sense of humor. Yeah, I was just like, okay, so wait, what? It would be a web series about making a web series that's about a podcast, and the podcast is about making podcasts. And we're like, okay, that's That's so dumb. And... I mean, in a good way, I think, dumb. Right. But it was like, but then you'd actually have to have a web series, which is a, so much work. So like, why don't we start with a podcast? <laughs> just get practical here. Exactly. Um, and then we just, I don't know, somehow, honestly, I don't even remember how it came about, but we're both, we have a similar sense of humor. And mm-hmm. we just thought, like, with all these interview shows, what if it was, I don't know, kind of turned on its head a little bit. So yeah. I basically play this Terry Gross character from Fresh Air. And I mean, I love. She's got five names. What's her name again? Emily, Amy, Lauren, Becca. Yes. It's kind of like an amalgamation of all the NPR, you know, mm-hmm. people. It's like kind of back to this like basic white girl thing of like <laughs> every white girl you know is named Emily, Amy, Lauren, or Becca. Right. <laughs> or Jessica is a really good one too. Jessica's Jessica, Jennifer, one. Ashley, Sarah, you know, <laughs> Molly, you know These them are all. very strong white women names. Yes. Very <laughs> present. Um, so we started with that character and then we just thought, okay, well, we'll make up these characters that she's interviewing mm-hmm. and we'll give kind of like an outline of the questions, but then we'll just have it all be improv and we have these like, you know, brilliant, funny yeah. actor friends who are kind and like willing to just talk for, you know, 45 minutes with me and then 
And then we just kind of cut it all together and we do fake ads because the whole thing with support for this podcast is so that we can say support for support for this podcast is brought to you by dumb made up ad that we have. Um. You know, that's what I think I'm going to start doing. I'm going to make up ads so that people think that I actually have ads. Right. And then maybe they'll want to give me money. Yeah. We yeah. Well, we tagged. So then we ended up like I made little. um like videos that would go with the ads and I'd put them on Instagram and like tag the actual companies because they're all like, you know, instead of Casper, it's like Friendly Ghost Mattress or <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Oh, we had like instead of Blue Apron, it was like Red Chef Coat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Checkered Chef Pants. Yeah. Actually, the highlight of my life might be when we made um, – I'm well. Santino and I are both obsessed with like reality TV, so we watch like Vanderpump Rules. I love Lisa Vanderpump. Me too. Love her. I mean, I have some issues with her on Beverly Hills this year, but whatever. I'm hearing. You know, I haven't been following the B, the the Beverly Hills ladies, but I I caught a little moment. I was like, what are y'all talking about this dog thing? It's been a rough year for Lisa. Well, the the brother died. Well, then... yes, but then she also, I think, she kind of got a little sloppy and got caught, and instead of just being like, okay, maybe I planted a story about you and Radar Online because I'm mad that you like didn't take care of this dog. She was like, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I swear on my children's lives, I didn't plant that story. <laughs> You're like, mm, you did, but you okay. Did. But whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, we made a fake ad for Vanderpump Rules that was called <laughs> that was called Vanderpump Schools. That was like a charter school to be like, <laughs> yeah, to be like those the waiters on Vanderpump Rules. Oh. And it was like, laugh all you want, but like they make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Especially like, now. Yeah. They're, I mean, they, that show's been on the air for like seven years. Who is it that I know from that show? Um, Kristen Dowdy. And, yeah. Uh, you know her? I've met her, yeah. <gasps> We interviewed her when I used to work at the other place. Oh and god. and the super popular blonde. Stasi? Uh, Stasi Schroeder. Oh my god. Stasi Schroeder and I we walked into an uh, I was doing an interview with Kristen Chenoweth uh-huh. like remotely and yeah. we just both happened to be there to interview Kristen Chenoweth at the same time. Oh my god. And she I met when we were doing radio. Yeah. So she has a whole team of people with her and it's just me and my damn like flash report <laughs> like hi. <laughs> so she's coming in with this team of people. She sees she's like oh my god Keith, I'm like, oh my God, Stassi, what are you doing here? Oh and so we're God. like, kick, 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 yeah, kick. yeah, yeah. And all of her people are like, how do you, and how be? As because wow. you know, you never know where you're gonna know people. Yeah. Well, we did quick Stassi tangent. We did mm-hmm. a whole episode about being basic, and she has that book now. Yep. Which our episode came out. I'm, I, I think she had the idea herself, but we also had the idea about mm-hmm. like we interviewed this girl about like what she finds out that she's basic and like what does that mean. <laughs> Um, but anyway, Vanderbump Schools, uh-huh. I put it on Twitter and Jax, who's on yes. Jax Taylor, retweeted it with like a crying laughing emoji. And I was like, that's Uh-oh. it. I've peaked. You've made it. I've made it. You know, it's you just all. need one good, good retweet. <laughs> I was seriously, it was like actually embarrassing how over the moon excited I was. Wow. It's like, oh my God, Santino, oh my God, oh my God. He's like, like, what? What? It's like, Jack Staler retweeted. He's like, cool, babe. That's great. <laughs> like, you don't understand. <laughs> it's Jax. It's Jax. He's so troubled. <laughs> yeah, he's 
he's he's reformed. We think. Whatever. We Honey, wish them the best. They're all doing better than me, so <laughs> they can all suck it. As far as I'm concerned, this is, this is, I don't want to be the bitter bitch, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Happy for you, Jax. I know they're all like moving into their like houses with their Range Rovers, and you're like, but you're a waiter at Sir. Okay. You know, it's like, I clearly need to change my position because <laughs> shit ain't popping off enough for me like that. Are you kidding? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> they are the luckiest. I mean, it's not it's not just luck because they're super compelling. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, the storylines are great, you know? Yeah. And you know who else on the Beverly Hills is my favorite? Who? Um, damn. <laughs> her name just went out of my head. Rena, Erica. Oh, well, I love Rena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met Rena. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met Erica. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Sorry. I was just like not really hearing what you were saying. You've mm-hmm. met Rena and Erica. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When I was like serious though. Oh this, my is, God. this is in my, uh, my former radio days. <laughs> um, but uh, Denise Richards. <gasps> yes. Okay. I love. So she and I bonded when we met at Sirius. Mm-hmm. And so she still follows me and I still follow her on Twitter. But I haven't been paying attention to yeah, her. Yeah, and yeah. then I just dropped in the other yeah. day on um, the Beverly Hills Housewives. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's on that show now? It's like, yeah. oh my God, I'm going to have to tweet her and she's tell her I'm She's having a great first season, I, I would love, say. I've loved her ever since yeah. I first met her. She's such... You know, in spite of the party girl energy, she is a good girl from the Midwest. She good seems good girl from the Midwest. Yeah, she seems awesome. And she's I, talk like about I said, what you see is what you get. She seems very straight shooter, like no pretense, just kind of here I, I am. It. So then, the, this reality TV thing did this <laughs> is how it spilled over for you with your your uh, every rose has its recap. Um, was that just yeah. one of the several places that you've expressed yourself as a writer? Um, you know, well, it started because so I've been watching The Bachelor on and off. Well, I mean, it came on when I was in eighth grade, so I started. <laughs> then something a couple of seasons later happened. I was watching with my thank mom. Thank you for making and... me feel really old. Oh, That's a good thank you. I think it makes I think it makes everyone feel old because that show's been on for so long. I'm a little bit older than eighth grade now. Ingenue <clears throat> mm. realness. Ingenue realness. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but so I I started in eighth grade. Then something happened, like in high school, where someone did something where I was like, if they if he does that I'm never watching the show again like this that happened so I mm-hmm. took maybe like t- like 10 years off and then came back to it <laughs> and they were still there they were still there and then Santino started watching it with me like when we started dating and uh-huh. he was really into it and then we started a bachelor fantasy league <laughs> so it's like competitive so you get to like pick your team and like you get points <laughs> We did it with my brother and my cousin, some other friends. Then, then they I got can't. out of it, and then, so no, I mean Keith, like I can't get too name droppy, but like we've had some pretty VIP people in our Bachelor Fantasy League. Really? I'll maintain um, their oh, privacy, but, uh, <laughs> but they're huge. However big you think, bigger. <laughs> um, but so we had a Bachelor Fantasy League. We we've had a Bachelor Fantasy League, and then I would write recaps of the episodes to those like ten people to be right. like. And then I just had so much fun. So then I kept writing them. And then no one asked me to do this. But I was like, I'll start a website. And then I'll – because I guess I would write it in an email to our league members. And then I would send it to, like, a couple friends. And they'd be like, you should put this up, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe one person said that to me. <laughs> but it was a very significant person. It really made an impact. So it's like due to the non-demand, I will put this on the internet. So I, so I just started writing it and just putting it, what I would have written to my group, I just put online. Right. And then, you know, it actually, for a while, for a few seasons, was really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. there are really kind of important themes, like cultural 
you know, mm-hmm. with how men and women relate to each other and double standards and what our expectations are. And because it is, I mean, it's really messed up a lot of the stuff that well, goes on I, on that show. The, the thing for me with that show always has been, mm-hmm. and this is, I guess, because I'm a gay man in America. Mm-hmm. But like when I. You're, <laughs> you're gay? I know. Crazy. <laughs> Thank God the parents are gone. It would have oh. killed them. Oh anyway, so. <laughs> Damn near did almost, but so we survived. <laughs> but then, then you know, eventually yeah. got up to him. Yeah. Um, but what I hated about that show so much, and mm-hmm. still do, mm-hmm. is like even in the age when people were really touting like the family values, family mm-hmm. values, and love, you know, this mm-hmm. was a man and woman wife, and it was like if you guys thought about it that seriously and it was that deep, then it can't be a TV show. It shouldn't be no. something that's on a TV show. Yeah. So you have to like really curb that conversation away from me because I'll just get mad. Yeah. When you're like, it's like, that's... So it's okay if you're some bimbet that's trying to get her moment on TV, mm-hmm. you know, making out with the one guy that's making out with everybody else, and mm-hmm. you're all going to get herpes when it's all said mm-hmm. and done. Well, I think know? they are tested. I think that's part of the application process. <laughs> you have to have a clean bill of health. Because seriously, I mean, think about it. Like, if you're the bachelor and you have herpes, you're going to infect 30 women with her oral herpes. <laughs> That's a serious liability. <laughs> they come back for the reunion and all the women are just like covering their mouths. <laughs> Or they all have that tube of that stuff they have in the commercial where you just put it on yeah, a minute or, you have a breakout. Yes, <laughs> or gel, yeah. <laughs> I think that is part of the... Uh... <laughs> I, I would imagine they take that part seriously. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I hope. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. You see, again... <laughs> What you see is what you're getting with Jessica Fontana, That's damn right. it. That's right. Over at the cutting room June 13th and the 17th at <laughs> 7 o'clock. Because I remember all that stuff. That's amazing. <laughs> Look at no paper or anything. No. Yeah, there's um, no paper in and, and we are <laughs> she's letting me be ridiculous. That's <laughs> <laughs> the reunion show. Everybody's like, he gave me herpes! <laughs> me. I mean, that would, that would get some media attention. <laughs> bad enough to be rejected but to, you, that doesn't go away he rejected me, but he gave me a lovely party gift yeah i mean that would be so horrible. we broke him i broke him i broke keith everyone i broke him he's cracked we're gonna have to end this because i'm not gonna stop it's a lovely party gift. <laughs> <laughs> Pickle herpes simplex. I mean. Ooh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> See how many people sign up to be on that show again the next yeah. year. Well, what we're saying Ooh. is that they probably are ch- tested. <laughs> Beforehand. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is supposed to be a dignified interview. <laughs> I'm talking to Jessica Fontana about her one woman show. <laughs> What you see is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> Over at the cutting room, June 13th and 17th <laughs> Which at 7 o'clock a, p.m. That could be a cautionary tale for herpes. <laughs> you know, if you see that, see you're going to get it. I mean, if you make out with that person. This <laughs> <laughs> is the new fact that they probably don't know until it's too late. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. 
Oh my god! And like everybody's being, all the girls being all catted at each other because they're like, oh my god, look at your lap. Well, yeah. What happened to you? I mean, imagine if he's clear and then like he one shows up one in. day and then you're like, everyone's like, you know what? I'm actually not feeling this anymore. I gotta go. I gotta change your part. You can just go ahead and not give me a rose. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna go. Where's the door? Thank you. Thanks, Chris Harrison. They're gonna let me stay in the hotel till when? Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. I get room service until this shit is over, right? <laughs> Oh, Jessica, thank you for this moment of just sheer laughter Aww. that is certainly not going to help you sell tickets. I'm sorry. Hey, you never know. You're like, did you hear Keith lose his mind? What <laughs> Jessica that about? got me. She got me. Well, there might be more of that. <sighs> There's going to be more, honey, because what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will go. be your hype man. Jessica Fontana's in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but in you know, all seriousness now, <laughs> as, we, as we end this, what has been a fabulous conversation that's going to definitely be in two parts because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to overwhelm you with all of this. <laughs> because Jessica Fontana is going to be at the cutting room June 13th and 17th in her show, What You See Is What You Get. Go to mm-hmm. the cutting room, New York, NYC.com yeah. for information. And you can also go to jessica-fontana.com yes. to find out more about not only this show that she's going to be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's going to be sending a note of health to the Department of Health for all those young ladies that are doing The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, don't forget her podcast, Support This Podcast. Support for this podcast, Support yeah. for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, Jessica, thank you so much for just... <laughs> you see how you have me, huh? It's all ridiculous. It's been my absolute pleasure. And I'm just so, again, like I said, you know, congratulations on being in this wonderful, joyous wave of anticipating your child. Do you know the sex yet? Yes, we're having a girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't wait for Tantino to explain Dorothy Michaels to, to your daughter. I know. She's like, what? Although what's weird is like, I think when you're a kid, think everything's normal until you realize it's not. So right. she'll be like, oh, your dad isn't, wasn't dressed as a woman. Oh, I, don't know. I went to my high school reunion and I was like, they were like, is your husband coming? I was like, no, he's in a show right now. And some of them live, live in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was like, have you seen any of those billboards with like a man's face, but he's in makeup and a wig, like with the red in the back? They're like, yeah. I was like, that's my husband. <laughs> They're like, cool. I can't wait to sit down and ask him, what is it like when you like leave the house and you just happen to pass by this is the m15 and yeah. is your your face on it as you're on your way to work yeah. like what that must be the most surreal thing ever yeah what i think is weird is like it's totally surreal and also i feel like you just kind of get used to I, I feel like i get used to it. i'm like oh hey babe <laughs> it's like he's always there watching he yeah yeah like I, I saw him today just like the one where he's on his stomach just uh-huh. going like this he's like oh hi honey <laughs> that's what makes this life so much more joyous and fun. Yes. Like, that how <laughs> what a crazy thing in the world to see. It's yeah. my husband. He's on the side of the yeah. bus. Yeah. So. Oh, hey. I don't know where he is, but he's yeah. heading, he's on his way to South Ferry right now <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Jessica, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And you guys, make sure that you go and support this podcast. The support <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah. Make sure you follow her blogs. Make sure you go and see her if you're going to be in New York, especially because this is the month of World Pride. So if you queens are coming to town, <laughs> I know you got extra cheddar. <laughs> yeah. Come also, 
Also, the tickets are fifteen dollars, oh. so you have <laughs> no excuse. This is probably gonna be the best deal you could get <laughs> this this whole month. Yeah, like seriously, because you're gonna get gouged out of the eye for everything else. <laughs> Believe yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. I don't want this to end, but we have to. <laughs> Jessica's gotta go, and so do I. Yes. But again, I'm gonna say it one more time. <laughs> what you see is what you get, yes. Jessica Fontana. June 13th, 17th, Cutting Room, Cutting Room New York, NYC.com, uh, Jessica-Fontana.com. Um, go see Tootsie, because you know what, y'all, yeah. she having a baby, and uh, her, da- daddy need to make some money, you know what I'm saying? Yes, please, help us. <laughs> help, help us. We have a, a baby on the way. It's the least you can you do. You can stand outside the theater <laughs> trying to sell tickets to your show. What if things I... get really bleak? Like, do you think that'll help? <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> we need this job, please. Like, oh dear Lord, woman, here. <laughs> Here's a Starbucks gift card. No. <laughs> no, you need to buy house seats, <laughs> premium seats. Damn Starbucks card. Yeah. You <laughs> slap the latte out of their hands. <laughs> Because there's that Starbucks right by the monkey. Let's see. Inside the monkey. Oh. God, Jessica, thank you for that. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut like the last 20 minutes of that out, I know. <laughs> it was so much fun. I'll keep it in. I don't give a damn. It's my show. Yeah. Just Pop stop up. listening if you're bored of this. Oh. Oh. All right. <laughs> and we'll be back. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. Now go subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, Stitcher, and now Spotify.